Hello, listeners. After some extensive testing, I have discovered that if I have my air conditioner on, it makes the audio sound fuzzier. Uh, I'm gonna have it off when I can, but also, I live in a brick apartment building, so I am not going to sacrifice my own comfort for the recording. I know that sounds bullshit, but... You're just gonna have to live with that. Because of this, this episode and the next one are gonna sound kinda shit, but I tend to record at night anyway, so I'll see about turning off my air conditioner when I can. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Sonic Shuffle, the holistic and random Sonic lore podcast. I'm Dan, the teacher. I'm Morg, the student. And this week we're going to cover more of Archie Comics. For the first ten issues of Archie Comics, they are written by uh, Michael Gallagher, who sort of went with a more comedic gag-based direction for the comics. When We won't really get to the sort of Pender's era quite yet. We're going to go through the first ten issues that cover that sort of era. I'm going to try to cover stories that are interesting or might have later impact. There is some weird stuff in there. And it's not in the Pender's weird way. I can't say I know the Pender's weird way, though, to be fair. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to learn just because everyone's like fuck that guy and i'm like i don't know who he is well but um so yeah you'll tell like lore important stuff i assume yeah lore important or just weird enough to be worth talking about uh yeah for sure i guess i'll get into it uh we're going to pick up with the issue two story vertigo go go by the way i am i am using i am cross-referencing uh Bobby Schroeder's blog, Thanks Ken Penders, and the Archie Sonic Wiki to figure out what to talk about and both what to talk about and which sections of it are worth talking about. So, Vertigo Go Go. We open with Sonic collecting rings, and he's getting them so they can fight Robotnik better, because rings give you power. And then he... Notices some rings that are in front of a catapult, and he gets launched into the special zone. A, you know, it's it's a recurring thing in these in this series, at least especially in these early '90s days, where one of the weird things in Sonic games is the secret levels where you can unlock Chaos Emeralds. Welcome to the special zone, 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 ah. or the cool zone. Yeah. I wish this was the cool zone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I say that even though we are currently living in the cool zone as of this recording. Uh, we are living in the cool zone. So Sonic, like, this issue, this, like, story is like, got all these weird, uh, trippy visuals with bright colors, and Sonic meets two people. They are humans, or at least look kind of like humans. They... Their names are Vertical and Horizontal. I am sending you a picture of these guys. You see, the joke is that they're vertical and horizontal, and they stand uh, at vertical and horizontal positions. This is giving me vertigo, go, go. God, this is so silly. So Cal and Al is what they go by, because Vertical and Horizontal, and they're just like, you know, little 
comic guys tipping their hats. One, the vertical is on the ceiling. He's upside down all the time. And horizontal is on the wall. Uh, and they have like arrows on their bodies yeah. to show where they stand, I guess. And he Sonic realizes if though if they're vertical and horizontal, he's facing the wrong way. He's his orientation is all wrong, and he, uh, we just go through some really weird, uh, very trippy imagery of Sonic flying around nonsense zones. Uh, I highly recommend uh, looking up uh, Thanks Ken Penders for visual reference. I'm actually going to copy an image into the chat just to help. Hmm. Uh, don't ever drop out. Sonic's telling me not to drop out. Because uh, he says, let this be a lesson to you kids. Don't ever drop out. And there's some like trippy shit happening in the background. And I'm getting... I'm looking up at him for some reason. So I guess this is Giant Sonic. And I'm small. Is that what's happening? I have no idea. But um, It's some really weird perspective. But eventually, he he uh, ends up back in his own world with the rings, and Antoine gives him some shit, and Sonic chases him. And the last panel has Alan Cal asking list asking readers to send in letters in the mail if you want to see them again, and I don't, so I wouldn't. Do we see them again? I wonder. You do. I distinctly remember that you do. It's uh, some shit. Uh, huh. All right. Uh, so these early comics, do they do they remind you of like, oh, sorry, Sonic Adventure, like the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, kind of wacky? Like- I am getting some real AOSTH vibes from at least this one story. Uh, there are a lot of weird gags. Um, let's hop ahead to uh, the to a story from issue three, uh, Rabot Deployment. I'm gonna just gonna read from the description and cross reference with this totally legal copy I have that is physical and not digital. Uh, Sonic has to, like, help out in Southern Mobius. He and Rotor go there, and they find a rabbit who is being caught by, captured by two SWAT bots. Uh, the first thing she says, this, ma- this character who will become very major through the rest of the series, is, How dare you, sir? I'm hit. Wait, that, that's the wrong accent. Hmm. <clears throat> How dare you, sir? Unhand me, a Yankee contraption. Are they a Yankee? No, she has a southern accent, and I think I fucked that up, too. No, I know, but I'm, I'm saying, is she calling whoever's grabbing her a Yankee? I guess so. Damn, I guess this fucking uh, revolutionary war happened in Sonic's world. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, that's what that means. I guess so. Uh, they're in. I guess they're in the South. Uh, <laughs> uh, this rabbit girl gets thrown into a portable robot maker, which, because this is the gag era, is a big truck that says "bought on the spot" with a thing to throw her in. Sonic comes by and rescues uh, the rabbit from the SWAT bots, but they realize. That she's mid-transformation when they save her. Uh, Her name is Bunny Rabbot, and she has a robot arm and a robot lower half. Oh, I remember Bunny Rabbot. You did show me her. I I actually had to look up Rotor, even though we went over the characters. It's been a while, so I was like, who? It's Boomer. Isn't it Boomer in some things? I think it is. Is I think. Let me see if this one. Yeah, this one calls him Boomer. 
I don't know when the change exactly happens, so... But that's Rabot deployment. That's the first part of Rabot deployment. Uh, they rescue Bunny Rabot, and she's got a phonetically written southern accent. Ooh. She's got cool robot parts, which give her super strength and, I think, jet boots. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. I do like a cyborg, but phonetic accents are always pretty touch and go. Mm. Could be good. It could be good. In part two, uh, they meet up with meet back with Sally and Bunny Rabot shows like her strong powers and like she lifts up Sally uh, in her chair and it look it's kind of cool. Uh, she mentions that she always wanted to be a hairdresser. This will have relevance way later on. It's not a big importance, but it's worth noting. Then a uh, a big old uh, robot comes. It's one of those drill robots, sort of like Grounder, sort of like the things from Sonic 2. This big drill robot comes by and is fucking up the forest. So Sonic goes to fight it, and Bunny Robots decides, you know, I'll join him too. They fight the robot. Uh, Sonic isn't doing so well. Bunny Robot is easily able to defeat this giant drill robot. And that's the story, I think. Hang on. Yeah, they team up, they beat the robot, and there's a bit about Sonic taking off Antoine's toupee. That keeps happening in these early issues, it looks like. Antoine has a toupee? He's got this weird little hair bit. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was a toupee. I don't know, because... I don't think it normally is, but they keep doing this visual gag, so I don't know. Let us consider this, whether or not he has a toupee. I... To pay or not to pay. Uh, I'm funny. <laughs> Please laugh. No. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of like one or two page bit comics where it's just like a quick gag. Let's hop ahead to issue four. Are they like Saturday comics? You know, like in the paper? No, not quite. These are more... This is like a monthly issue thing. It's... Okay. And our next story is The Lizard of Odd. Dr. Robotnik promises that the next creature he captures will be transformed into a super robot. And a gang of SWAT bots come out with their new catch. It's a salamander, and Robotnik's disappointed, but he does it anyway. And they make it really big into a into a really big uh, dinosaur robot called Universe Salamander. And I thought his name was going to be like Sal Salamander or something. That's just a very Sonic name to me. So uh, Sonic gets annoyed that he's not getting any screen time. And the the Freedom Fighter Sea Universe Salamander, and uh, Sonic goes to stop it. And uh, okay, let me just. There's a weird thing here. Let me just cross reference this. What weird thing? I'm curious. Uh oh oh. Uh, Sonic gets eaten by the Universe Salamander, and that's no. the end of part one. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Um, why? I I don't know. Why do all cartoons always have like someone getting eaten? God. This is just one of many steps of the war war. Wait, that came out wrong. Uh <laughs> You're kinda right. Though. I there I I think most most furry-adjacent fetishes can ultimately be traced to a gag that happened in a cartoon. Yeah. Huh. So, Sonic, uh, fights his way out of Universe Salamander by basically running around until I guess and just upsetting the the Universe Salamander until 
he's forced to uh, burp up Sonic. <laughs> How big is a salamander? It's... Uh, I'm looking at a panel, and I would say it's like... Looks like about... A cup, two or three times the size of Sonic. <laughs> the exact... It seems to be beholden to cartoon physics. Bigger when it needs to be. Right. It's it's just big. Uh, Him big. But, yeah. Uh, Sonic then goes into the special zone with his seven Chaos Emeralds and 50 rings. And he completes a special stage. A Sonic 2 style special stage. Which involves running down a half pipe and avoiding bombs and collecting rings. There's like a whole bit where where they show a Genesis controller so you know how to do this in Sonic 2. It's nice, I guess. Nice. Sonic gets 50 rings and turns into Super Sonic. Uh, I, is this the first time we've brought up Super Sonic officially? Sonic this- goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, that's basically what Super Sonic is. It's the Super Saiyan form of Sonic, and he goes all he's glowy and yellow, and he goes faster and destroys everything, and he's invincible. Which came first? Uh, Super Saiyan? Uh, I I'm thought sure... Super Saiyan came first, but I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Like, I think, I think that was like 89, 90, thereabouts. Maybe maybe 91, but definitely before Sonic 2 came out, which is the first time we actually see uh, Super, Super Sonic. Uh, Do we see any other Super like characters, like Super Knuckles, Super Tails? Oh, do we? We sure do. We get... There are going to be a lot, and also very little. The thing is, in the... In, like, the 90s... You could just go hog wild with that stuff. Like, I think Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails all had a super form. Shadow also has a super form. Silver has one. Eventually, Sega decided only hedgehogs could have super forms. But at, they also never gave one to Amy, so what the fuck? Well, she's girl. She's not hedgehog. She's girl. That's her animal form is girl. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like, so... Well, I guess Silver and Shadow keep theirs, then. Yeah, I... To be fair, I don't think I've seen super forms of Shadow or Silver since Sonic 06. Uh, there might be one, like, some side game or something, but I honestly don't know and am doubtful. But I think Sega's general rule is, like, only Sonic can go super... Though, some, sometimes they'll, like, find a way around it by giving a super form that's based on, like, different abilities. For example, Blaze has a super form called Burning Blaze, which uses the Sol Emeralds and is more, like, fire-based. Right, yeah. So it's just, like, not, doesn't use the Chaos Emeralds and shit. That makes sense. Right. So, Sonic beats the universe Salamander. Sonic beats the universe. He's king of the universe. Oh, oh no. Um, I'm just getting through an issue to have to tell you all this. Uh, Sonic uses a uh, shrink ray to shrink uh, Universe Salamander very small and then steps on him. Oh no. Hmm. Okay. This, yeah. Uh, gotcha. Well, yeah, that probably didn't do anything. That probably didn't cause any issues. That's probably fine. Yeah, there, we are two for two in this in this uh, <laughs> episode. Uh, it's fine. I'm feeling normal. Gonna skim through more issue. Uh, there are just a lot of stories in here that. Or just like two or three pages long, or just a. I think this is just a an Archie comics thing. Just how Archie does stuff, did stuff 
back then. Uh, well, yeah, like I'm thinking of like the Archie comics with Archie, mm-hmm. and like those are short. Yeah. So. I forget. You probably told me this, but is Archie in the same universe as Sonic? Uh, no. There's like. There's like a crossover with Sabrina that I'm aware of, but and like there's like I think there's like one there's like a one page gag comic, but I don't think they ever really leaned into it. Yeah. Which is a shame because there's a lot of stuff from Archie that I didn't real originally realize was Archie. For example, Sabrina and Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, and like that could have all been in the same universe as Sonic. Then we could have had Sonic Riverdale. I may have made this joke the last time we did Archie comics, but I still want you y'all to think about it. I am deeply considering it. <laughs> and I'll probably say it again when we do Archie comics, because I'll forget it again. It's fine. Uh, I'm not actually going to go through this whole thing, but I am going to mention that uh, issue issue 6, which came out in January, has a Christmas uh, story starring... It's a Christmas Carol starring Dr. Robotnik. And that's all I'm really going to tell you. Does, does he learn any kind of lesson? I'm not sure. I don't think he does. Good. It looks kind of funny, at least. So I'm glad for that. Alright, I'm gonna... Fast forward a bit to issue 8. Where some shit happens. Excuse me. I'm gonna start by telling you the cover. Which... It says Sonic the Hedgehog. And below it, it says... Leaves the competition in the dust. And Sonic is running away from a big fight cloud. Where you... Can see the hands of a bunch of different uh, 1990s superheroes, including Spider-Man and Batman and Captain America. They can just do that. They can just put other fucking superheroes, but like Marvel and DC into Sonic. They can just fucking do that. <laughs> I think they can get away with it because they're just showing the hands. They're not. Well, you can also see the head of. Oh, what's the guy's name? The Knight Rider? No, that's not it. Uh, fuck. The, not Daredevil. Uh, I can't remember the name. The guy, the Flaming Skeleton Man. Is that not Knight Rider? Is it uh, Ghost Rider or something? Ghost Rider, that's it. Yeah. Good shit. Like, how does Flash feel about Sonic? How does Marvel version of Flash that I forget the name of? Uh, please don't at me, Marvel heads. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about superheroes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but how do they? I'm just like, hmm. Hmm. I want them all to race. So I'm going to start by by reading. From the description, and eventually I'll on the Sonic Wiki, and I'll get into the actual stuff when it becomes interesting. So, this story is bots all, folks. Uh, a squad bot comes to Doctor Robotnik, presenting a fugitive crab meat. The crabity, crab meat is in custody for possessing Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. Robotnik is enraged that his no reading rule has been broken. And as we're about to throw the bot into the spare parts separator, when it claims to have read the comic books to assist his master. Wait, he 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 stops people from reading, or he stops robots from reading? Yeah. Uh, Damn, fucked up. I mean, I guess he wants to like be the only one reading or something. I'm sure it's not that deep. I'm sure it's not no, that deep. I think he's just a cartoon villain who. Hates things that people like. Hang on, it. This is telling me to reference the rules of the Robotnik rules in issue three. So I'm just gonna hop back. So here are the rules of Robotnik. 
No laughing. No exercise. No singing. No friends. No plants. No pets. No music. No fun. No books. And no healthy food. Oh, no complaining about my rules. No fun. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Robotnik, uh, I think I could help you uh, get some slightly better minions if you give them a little exercise, give them a little healthy food, make them a little stronger, maybe. Uh, you know. Just saying. As someone who does neither. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna I, read more of this issue. Just, like, think about if this is, like, a more, like, realistic thing. He's just like, I am dictator. No one else may know how to read. Everyone has to listen to everything I say. I am God! He move a step aside, Sonic.exe. Robotnik is God. <laughs> All right. Uh, Robotnik.exe. <laughs> so Robotnik decides to build a bunch of robots based on superheroes. Uh, oh, he uses yeah. like a robot signal. He fights Botman, who looks vaguely like Batman, but very. Different enough that you can tell it's not him. Different uh, enough that they won't get in trouble for using him. Yeah. He's yellow and brown. Uh, then there's a sort of like thing where the little emblem on Botman changes from bots are hots to your ad here. And then it keeps changing <laughs> for the gag. Uh, and it's then, just like on his chest or something? Yeah. Yeah, where the Batman logo would be. <laughs> uh, Sonic beats him. Sonic uh, Robotnik grabs a whole bunch of comic books and starts building stuff. Uh, well, stuff that he built. He brings out stuff he built. And Robotnik builds the Justice League. The next one he builds is based on Wolverine, but something goes wrong. It's actually a Wolverkle bot. And it's it's just Urkel. <laughs> like from Family Matters. Yeah. I feel like Urkel gets brought up a lot on this fucking show because Urkel voices Sonic and now Urkel's in Sonic. Soon you're gonna tell me Urkel just is Sonic. Like just Family Matters. Sonic the Hedgehog being like, did I do that? Hmm. Well, Robotnik is immediately disappointed, and he summons another one called the Spawn Mower, who is, which is just a lawnmower with the top half of Spawn on top of it. <laughs> Sonic is able to easily beat it because he has to, because Spawn Mower has to stop every few panels to strike a pose. I was like, you're gonna tell me it had to stop every few panels to, like, charge up again, because it's a lawnmower, so it has to pull its little, like, lawnmower, like, engine thing or something. Nope, it's a joke about Spawn. Oh, oh no, I just, I just remembered something we're gonna have to cover someday. Oh, oh, oh no. There was an image crossover comic. An Image Comics crossover at some point uh, featuring various Image Comics characters in the Sonic cast for Archie Comics. That'll be a ways away, but we're going to have to cover that someday. Wait, what's... Is that a problem? Am uh, I... Image Comics is like Todd McFarlane's stuff, uh, uh, um, Spawn um... and all that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know shit about Spawn. I had to look it up. Yeah. Uh, we get more uh, uh, Sonic like beats the Spawn mower, and we get more uh, robot space on superheroes, including Captain Marvel and Mighty Mouse. Eventually, Sonic get Sonic beats all of them, and but Sonic 
trips, slips on some oil, and Robotnik uses it as an opportunity to escape. And I guess Sonic won. I, I think, I think that might be the last one. But let, let me just check real. Okay, there are two more issues worth talking about. Jesus, sorry. We don't it's usually right. record this late, so yeah. my alarm went off. <laughs> Alright, uh, well, let's... I'll try to rush through these last two. Uh, no, you're good. That's for nothing important. Oh, good, good. So the next one is Sonic versus Pseudo-Sonic. Uh, Pseudo-Sonic is a sort of proto version of Metal Sonic that isn't from the games, but from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, where they made a robot version of Sonic. The cartoon? Uh, yeah. He uh, doesn't look like Metal Sonic. He looks more like... He looks more like just a robot Sonic with less abstraction to it. Like... Let me just grab a screen cap. Does Archie take a lot from the shows? At this point in time, yes. Like, a lot of the basic premise is taken from Saturday AM, I know that, and... These early issues take a bunch of stuff from uh, adventures. Like, one of the stories I skipped over had Sonic dealing with Scratch Grounder and Coconuts. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He's just, yeah, yeah like this little Sonic, and he's got, like, sharp metal teeth. Like, he's not, he's not Metal Sonic. He literally just looks like Sonic, but with, like, joints, like metal joints. And, like, metal screws and stuff. And, like, sharper teeth. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually kind of (laughs) cute. Yeah. I like uh, Pseudo-Sonic. It's a cute design. So, Dr. Robotnik builds Pseudo-Sonic. Based on Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'll just start reading from the description. In the Great Forest, Sonic comes up from the secret entrance to Knothole and accidentally hits Antoine de Coulette. Antoine demands to know where Sonic is going, since he's on guard duty, but Sonic refuses it and heads out to pick flowers for Princess Sally. Out in the meadow, Sonic runs into Betty Butterfly. Sumac blossoms. Sonic is terribly allergic to the flowers and swells up like a balloon. Alright, I'm just gonna post this screen cap because it's a lot to take in visually. Is Betty Butterfly, like, his size? No, Betty Butterfly looks like a butterfly with a human face. It's just, like, small. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, well, I see Betty Butterfly, but, boy, he is... It's a lot. Something. Yeah, so he's just like a a fatter Sonic with like bumps all over him. Yeah. He's allergic, so I guess I mean the idea is it makes him all puffy, but like it just makes him rounder too. Yeah. Antoine runs in Antoine meets up with Super Sonic or Pseudo Sonic, sorry. I like and... that they're calling him Swollen Sonic. Like that's just his name now. Yeah. <laughs> Swollen Sonic is a lot to take in. Uh, so... Thick Sonic. So, uh, Antoine has Pseudo-Sonic take over for guard duty for him. Oh, no. And... The, and then there's the big reveal to the Freedom Fighters that Pseudo-Sonic is, is actually Sonic, and he can, he's sending... Dr. Robotnik to Knothole's coordinates. Knothole is supposed to be a secret place. Oh, no. Not Knothole. Yeah, uh, Pseudo-Sonic uh, starts giving info to to uh, Robotnik, but then uh, the signal gets broken up by Tails, who used his Tails... And running to create a field of static electricity? Okay, I thought you were going to tell me that he used some, like, tech stuff, because he's the tech boy. 
No, he just runs now. Yeah, he's he's not a tech boy in this era. Eventually, Sonic gets out of the poison sumac patch, but he's still dealing with the allergies. He's not swollen, but he's got hives. Tails and the rest of the Freedom Fighters are able to like destroy pseudo Sonic, and they start like analyzing the parts and stuff, and they they get info from Betty Butterfly. Who tells them what what's up with Sonic? Uh, Doctor Robotnik sees Sonic and tries to uh, kill him, I guess, with in the cartoon sort of way, like always. But Sonic is saved at the last second by Bunny Rabot, who beats up Robotnik and sends him back to uh, Robotropolis. Let's see, Bunny, you Bunny starts uh, spraying Sonic down with stuff to clear up the allergy stuff and that's basically it for the the story uh sonic sonic and pals uh are happy to have one and that's it i'm just been quiet because i'm still just taking in soul and sonic yeah yeah soul and sonic's a lot huh uh oh uh I'm not going to really get into the story, but, like, there's a thing where Sonic deals with a giant evil tree. I Like Wispy Woods? <laughs> more, like, n- more upsetting to look at than Wispy Woods. Mm. It's a robot that, well, I think it's a robot. Dr. Robotnik made the tree beat up, beat them up, and I think they're, let me just... Make sure I have this. Yep. Uh, it is in this story that uh, Sonic makes spends two panels making uh, puns about trees. And <laughs> in one of these panels, you can see Sonic sort of casually sitting uh, with his leg crossed. And this is, in fact, the pose from All Alone on a Friday Night. God, you're pathetic. Fuck yes! God, I had no idea that it came from Archie. Sonic spent, instead of telling me that I'm pathetic for being all alone on a Friday night, he says, I don't want to go out on a limb, but I would like to get to the root of Sally's problem. I'd be a sap if I decided to leaf. As Forrest, that's concerned. I'll try to cedar this thing for sure. If not, I'll be pining and weeping, but I'd mu- much rather be uh, take a bow. Okay? Oh no. I should be saying that to Sonic. You alone on a Friday night? Telling me puns? God, you're pathetic. Uh, but I think that's all that's really important. Oh! There are letters. This this issue has some letters, and I'm just now very curious if there's anything really funny or interesting. It has uh, some letters. Yeah, it has some words, too. Some numbers here and there. Oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, I think uh, that's... Uh, I think I'm done for this issue. I'm just going to... Move on to issue 10, the last issue for this episode, where I'm just going to tell you this story because it's really weird looking. Okay. Uh, Revenge of the Nerbs. Sonic detonates several landmines on the outskirts of Robotropolis so the Freedom Fighters can locate one of Robotnik's power cables and steal power for the Freedom HQ. Okay. They find two identical cha- cables and have to choose one to take. The one they choose turns out to be booby-trapped, leaving them imprisoned in a giant force field <laughs> dome with an army of SWAT bots closing in. Suddenly, a NURB emerges from a tunnel directly belie- beneath them. Despite his bad manners, the Freedom Fighters use the tunnel to escape the force field, following, following it into the city of NURBERHOOD. I don't uh, know what a NURB is. So... It looks like 
a nerve is a nerve is a nerve. Some sort of Smurf looking thing. I'm just gonna quickly screen cap one of them. Nerb, nerb, nerb is a word. It's very strange to look at, and to the best of my knowledge, they never come up again. What's the point in even introducing them? I have no idea. That's a worm. That's a green worm with feet. Uh, it's a, it's got a big nose. It does have some smurf, smurf energy. It's green. It's kind of gnomey. Well, I think I just think that because it has like the red gnome hat, but it's wearing like fucking, uh, like it's wearing like a business casual wear but like it's kind of what people in the 90s were like this is a nerd they wear a pocket protector kind of wear so i guess a nerd is a nerd maybe i guess so hey it kind of looks like the nerds from like the you know the 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 candy the nerds there's like there's like little mascots for those and it kind of yeah. looks like a green version of that mm-hmm. like a like a Peak green version, though, not like a nerd version. There's green nerds, right? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I do not recall. I think there are. Uh, the ruler of the nerds explains that the constant building in the area has threatened their water and air supplies. Sonic tells him that Dr. Robotnik is the one destroying their lifelines and proposes they work together against their common en- enemy. The nerd ruler refuses to provide them with any help. Dido is reluctant to mix with outsiders. Forced to leave, the Freedom Fighters found their way to the Moby sewer system. Hearing a loud noise, Sonic speeds off into the sewers to investigate. Part 2 Sonic discovers Robotnik operating a massive digging robot in the center of a large construction project, as well as three captured nerves. After tricking Robotnik into destroying the force field and holding them prisoner, uh, the force field holding them prisoner, Sonic escorts the nerves to the other Freedom Fighters. He asks his friends to get the nerves safely and seal the sewer entrance. He races back to a door holding the Mobius River at bay, opening it and letting it flood the sewer. Sonic tunnels his way to the surface, creating a small geyser. The rest of the river's water creates a massive geyser, lifting the entire city of Robotropolis into the air. Yet another geyser sent Robotnik and his record his wrecked digging robot flying. The nerves thank the heroes for saving them by making them honorary nerves. Thank you for ruining the infrastructure of our town. We love it. And I think that's all I'm just going to cover right now for this issue. I'm going to quickly skim through it to see if anything is worth bringing up. Uh, there's some letters from, from kids. So after these ones is when Ken Penders comes around, or...? Yeah. The next issue is the first one, which is co-written by Penders. It's not fully written, but it's co-written. And it's where we start... It will introduce uh, some stuff that will be very important for the remainder of the the Sonic... the pre-Super Genesis wave run. Uh, Just to be clear... uh, the Super Genesis Wave is... There's basically this huge event that occurs during a big fight that allowed uh, RT to do a soft reboot and hmm. starting the post-reboot era. And I love the post-reboot era, so I'm fine with it. We'll get to that the next time we roll for Archie Comics. Uh, why don't we... Why don't I just check if we got any questions? I think we got at least one. Yeah, in the Ask Zone, uh, we got yeah. a question from friend of the show, Flutterdark. Uh, what is something that you want to happen in the comics based on what you know about them? I don't know a whole lot, uh, but I always want gay shit to happen in comics. So, and it sounds like there might be some. So that's good. 
Yeah. Uh, what do I want based on what I know about them? You know, I want... Hmm, I don't know what I want, actually. I I know quite a bit. I know about the... I know, I've read all of the post-reboot stuff. I do not know much of the Flynn run from before the reboot. But I do know that there's some sort of whole thing with Eggman expanding his empire and, like, having armies and stuff. Uh, I'm going to say... Mm, you know what? Never mind. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I just want to see where this journey takes me. I. How much do you remember about the comic? Well, everything I know about the Penders era I got from reading Thanks Ken Penders, which is Bobby Schroeder's blog. She went through all of the Penders comics and so she could get to the Flynn run. Uh, right now... Uh, updates are a bit slow because she's working on uh, Super Lesbian Animal RPG, a... Fuck yes, she is. Yeah, the furry RPG that stars lesbians. Uh, it's good from what it I've seen. It looks really good, yeah. Yeah. There's a demo of that up. Uh, so, I think that's it for the questions. Uh yeah, I think you're right. I, I checked yeah. the Twitter. I didn't see any. Yeah. So, real quick, like, uh, let's roll for the next issue. Uh, yeah, boy. That is a seven. Uh, number seven is... Oh, no, it's... Sonic Underground. Oh no, man! We keep getting there's like stuff we haven't gotten yet. Yeah, we're getting repeats though. We have not, we have not yet gotten to talk about the actual games besides like Boom. Yeah. Yep. We will never. You will never roll a one or a two. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Sonic Underground! Sonic Underground! They made a vow. Their mother will be found. Um, Their mother will be found. So, I would be doing plugs normally, but... I... So, I want to take a quick page from... uh, From Pot of Greed, which I was the other podcast I do, uh, we decided, since we are currently in a period where many people are trying... In a period where... Change is happening. Where, yeah, big... Where we have entered a period that could result in massive social change, and we both want that social change to happen in our favor, so instead of plugging ourselves, I figure we could plug some people and charities that need our support. Yes, uh, because Black Lives Matter, and we want to post about it. We want to post about it. We want to talk about it. We want, yeah, to you to go follow them, go donate instead of, like, us, you know, uh, you can find a lot of them at blacklivesmatters.card.co. Uh, I will be linking it in the show notes. I, in fact, have already linked it in last episode's show notes. Oh, good. Uh, but also, I highly suggest looking into local charities, local bail funds, uh, and mutual aid groups, and so on and so forth. Yeah, um... There's, like, some, I mean, that link is a good place to start if you, like, aren't sure of your local ones, since I know, like, sometimes people want to, like, vet their local uh, groups and stuff to make sure they're legit, but, um, 
Yeah. And we also uh, didn't you, you 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 like posted on the Twitter some um, like people yeah like Sonic uh, people that yeah yeah I might as well bring the, them up too maybe I'll link their Patreons in the show notes uh, so there are two individuals in particular who are have been involved in Sonic's history and are black men. Uh, the first is Milton Knight, who we've talked about before. He played a big role. It he desi- he did like all the character designs for Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and they are truly memorable designs. Like say what you will about the show itself, he he did a lot to make it visually interesting. So I suggest looking up Milton Knight on Patreon. Uh, the other person I wanted to bring up is John Gray. John Gray is a he is a teacher. He is a he is an artist. Uh, he he also has a Patreon. Uh, some of his notable contributions have been some of the art in the later Archie comics, as well as the as well as contributing to. The off-panel section, which is the actually funny off-panel section. We'll have to go through the unfunny ones first, but he did a lot of really funny off-panels. He's a bit of a Twitter normie, but, you know, he's a good guy and deserves your support. Yeah, I think that about covers it. So, as always, Sonic is real, he is strong, and he is my friend. And he says, fuck cops. Fuck cops. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only right. one that matters. All right. Yeah, good night, everybody. Good night, everyone.